Welcome to the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, where we explore the hottest topics in cyber marketing, interview experts, and help you become a better cybersecurity marketer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing. I'm one of your hosts, Jana Whitford, here with my I'm going to use a regular adjective this time. And just I'm going to say above average co-host. Wow, that I don't know if I should take that as a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment. You're above average. You're better than the a- Actually, I'm going to say top 2%. Uh, I'm her co-host, Maria Velasquez. <laughs> we'll just keep it that way. <laughs> and before we get into today's show, I want to remind you, listener, of two things. One, Cyber Marketing Con is coming up in Austin in December, and we really want to see you there. Come and enjoy spending time with other cybersecurity marketers and learning from the absolute best. We're going to have 300 plus people, marketers in cyber, your peers in the industry in Austin in December. And we're also, as we always do, going to have a really, really good time. So make sure you come out That's sci- and make sure you get your ticket before the prices go up. That is cybermarketingconference.com. You could also find it via our regular uh, website, cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com. There's a banner at the top. Click on the link. This is conference. Second thing, we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have an idea for an episode, if you want to be on the show, have a great story or some data from a campaign of your own, send us a note to podcast at cybersecuritymarketingsociety.com. And with all of that housekeeping out of the way, I'm so excited to say hi to our very special guest for today. We have a guy who has done something really extraordinary and that people aspire to be. We have Dean Pierre. He is head of marketing at Entitle. Welcome, Dean. Hi, Gianna. Hi, Maria. Thanks for having me. So, Dean, we have you on the show for a very specific reason, and it is meme-related. Well, I'm just looking at the meme right now. About four months ago, you posted a meme about admin privileges, which is a very security thing to do and makes sense since we're on a security marketing podcast. Can you tell us, and and then it went viral. It went super duper viral. Can you start off by telling the audience how successful your meme was? And then we're going to throw a picture up of it on the for anyone who's watching this on YouTube. Uh, sure. So let's start with the, the bottom line. Four days after the meme went up, we got to over 130,000 reactions, 4,000 LinkedIn page visitors. It kept popping up everywhere. And the most surprising outcome was two demo requests. And actually, we have one POV that's uh, running right now. Wow. That's really good return on investment from one meme. That's, That's the dream. What's the attribution in sales? <laughs> uh, I mean, I would I would ask to create a custom lead source just for that. <laughs> Even if it doesn't bring any more demo requests, it did its job. It it warrants its own lead source. That's actually a great so, question. Like for us, we used it for as under LinkedIn organic. I wonder what would you put it under as? 
Yeah, I mean, I joke. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't create a lead source just for me, no, but for I would sure. definitely <laughs> attribute to it in a different way, right? Right. We have other UTM parameters other than lead source that you can, you know, kind of populate. So yeah, the lead source can be LinkedIn organic, and maybe the UTM content can be that particular meme, and that way you can actually tag, you know, and kind of follow the attribution of, with that particular parameter. Hi there. My name is Sean Matson. And I head up digital strategy at Checkpoint Software. We use Hushly as our primary demand platform. We use it to remove gates, we use it for our landing pages, and we use it for our resource hub. And it has improved our conversion rate by 5x. So we have it pulled up on the screen now. Dean, can you read it or explain to the audience like what the meme is now that we got everybody frothing at the mouth uh, because of the amazing results? Yeah, sure. So uh, it was around the time that King Charles uh, was coronated. Everyone was really obsessed about it. The phrase says it has a picture of, of King Charles with a very ridiculously large crown and two uh, staffs. And it says, the copy, when IT finally approved the admin privileges you asked for 30 years, years ago. Yeah, it just uh, took off like a, like a rocket. And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, of course, this is the meme here. This was uh, four months ago, the success that it saw then. So can you tell us, Dean, tell us a little bit about the story, the reason, the many, many hours of ideation and <laughs> dedicated creative energy that you had to put in into creating this. Tell us how you did it. I have a feeling that creative process was probably what five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that meme where, as a marketer, you're always trying to find the most creative ideas during work hours, and you come up with nothing. But then, right before bed, your mind is like exploding with ideas. Yes. Yes. So that's that's pretty much it. Uh, it was a it was a Saturday afternoon. I was out in the park with my wife and my my baby daughter, and we just talked about how big deal the coronation is. And it looked like the best timing to do something that might resonate with a lot of people. It took twenty five minutes to find the picture in the copy, and uh, and get it up. I'm I'm sorry to disappoint. It was only <laughs> it wasn't very long. But hey, I mean, those are the, the most brilliant ideas. Those are the ones that come in the most unconventional places and times of the day or times of the week. Yeah, there's a lot about the creative process, too, in that when you're stuck at your desk, you're not doing your best creative work. Like a lot of if you were in advertising, potentially, like at least how I learned when I was going through it, you have to absorb as much information about the industry or about the challenge or the insight or whatever, right? Which Dean you have since you're VP of product marketing or head of product marketing at Entitle. And then you're supposed to go and like go whitewater rafting or like go exercise or like go do something else. Cause that is really when great ideas hit. Can you tell a little bit about like the company culture that emboldened you to do this, right, Dean? Cause a lot of companies won't let you just post things like think about something in 25 minutes, post it, or there's a lot of approval process. How is that entitled that you feel or that the company feels that it's brand safe to do things like this? Yeah. So actually that's, uh, I think that's the biggest uh, gap between smaller early stage startups and bigger corporations where the chain of approval is much shorter at startups. Like it was basically 
me, myself, and I, like uh, creating the, the meme and, and posting it. That's the biggest differentiator that I have that I didn't have to go through too many hurdles to get this thing up and running and uh, not too many politics, no, not too many opinions. Uh, of course, that could also be a problem in, in other cases. Like there's, there's a reason why there's red tape at some places, but I guess that being an early stage startup is the main benefit. Like it, it, it allowed me to do this um, without too many problems. So for those of us who want to enter the meme game and haven't yet, what are what is your advice? Where do they start? What's your source of inspiration? You're late to the game by now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. Everyone everyone can get into the game. I have a long history with memes since 9gig started and it's it's always been a passion of mine. Now it's in the business world, it has like a different meaning to it. I guess if if anyone wants to make impactful memes, I guess that what I would recommend is finding something that is um, many people can relate to. It can resonate with a lot of people. If it's too technical, if it's too related to your product or your brand, that's it's probably not going to get anyone moving. Uh, it's not going to touch anyone. Another important aspect, I guess, is, is timeliness. It doesn't always have to be like huge, major King Charles coronation, but it, it's, it sure helps when everyone around the globe or around the industry are gathered around something, whether it's like a big black at conference or something else, like that's that's a good trigger to get people behind or in the same state of mind. These, I guess, are the the biggest takeaways uh, for anyone who's looking to get into the the meme game. So, Dean, tell us a little bit more about distribution, right? So, you posted it, obviously, I believe, on your company LinkedIn. Like, what else? Where else could you put this thing? This one graphic, singular graphic image that had the funny caption and then entitled brand on it? Yeah, so that's that's a great question because if we're looking at doing something out of your company profile, then you might be trading off your exposure of the meme and instead of just bring, building your own community and followers. So that that's always a, a good question. I think for, for smaller early stage startups, for us, the exposure is what counts for... So it was a pretty... No brainer for me to go to a profile, company profile, LinkedIn page that I, I particularly love. It's called the Cybersecurity Hub. Uh, it's got great meme, great humor, over one and a half million followers. It's very big. So I reached out. I put a note that it's exclusive for them, that it's uh, time sensitive also. At the same day, a couple of hours later, they, they let me know that, they, uh, that it's up. And was that for free? Yeah, for free? It's, they it's, just... it's free, it's free. Oh, wow. It's like contributing an article or content to the editorial team. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I think they have like some sponsored options for like content syndication, but um, me are free it's for everyone. That's really cool. I do love that they have an exclusive on your meme. Like what Maria said, like it's like a publication. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, 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 if it helped anything, but I guess it didn't hurt for them to know that no one else is, is going to post this before them. And now for another content tip from our partner, Content Workshop, David. What do you say to people 
who think that storytelling in cybersecurity is too hard to do. I tell them that storytelling is industry agnostic. Humans are biologically hardwired to think, remember, and relate in the form of story. It's why we're able to binge a new show for eight hours a night. It's also why the best commercials don't feel like commercials. A good story, they say in advertising, is truth well told. No matter your industry, service, or product, there are endless ways to tell your story. All you need is a hero, a goal, and an obstacle. And we help cybersecurity companies achieve that. Thanks, David. Learn more about Content Workshop Storytelling Services for Cybersecurity Companies at contentworkshop.com. So going back to the two demo requests that you got from this, how do you know that you received those demo requests from this particular post? Do you ask things like, how did you hear about us on the forum? Or Yeah, so I'm a raving fan of Chris Walker. So I have a, <laughs> a self-reported attribution on the website. Anyone who fills in a demo request has a free text um, that is uh, mandatory to complete. How did you hear about us? And yeah, they just... Uh, mentioned the, the meme. Love it. Love, love it. So this, I think, was also at the time, Dean, the title was Emerging from Stealth. Was this part of your launch plan? <laughs> no. It wasn't a part no, of No, of course not. <laughs> it was a couple of months after after entire launch of Stealth. Okay. It wasn't a part of any plan, to be honest. It just having fun. Okay. Well, I mean, this has been really awesome on the topic of means. Another thing that we know about you and your role, maybe it's changed, but you are also or were solo marketer for Entitle. Is that still true? Do you have a team? It is still true. How's that going? Well, you know, <laughs> and no, I mean, it's, it's very challenging, but it's extremely rewarding. The, I think the most important part of, of the work is to find the best contractors, best suppliers that you can work with and because you just can't do everything by yourself. And and also you have to minimize the supervision that you have on those different third-party suppliers. And so if it's someone you can trust both in terms of his quality and that you know his, they're on your side and they'll do whatever they can to, to make you walk the best. That's the biggest thing, I guess, as a, as a sole marketer, to find like the good partners on the way. That's true. You got to find your village. That's for sure. Some of us get lucky and find the right ones. Um, other instances, it's hard. It's endless pursuit. You know, you find someone who's great for, for one project and then on the next, that's not exactly his forte and you have to go back to to get recommendations, to scout the internet. It's never ending. How are you vetting your contractors and your partners before they join your team? That's a great question. In Israel, we have a, a very small cybersecurity industry. So chances are that everyone, every vendor that I talk to has already worked with some someone in our industry in Israel or outside of Israel. But it's it's we have some sorority going on. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's you have to, like, if I don't get any positive feedback from the community, uh, from the cybersecurity marketing community, then it's, it's a hard, it's hard to vet this, this person or this vendor without it. That's like a must have. Yeah. Makes sense. You got to have feedback. It's like an, buying stuff on Amazon. <laughs> it's like, 
no stars. Like, I don't trust this. This is not yeah, exactly. So makes sense. Well, Dean, thank you so much for being on our show today. I think it's time to play our game. What would Dean be doing if he was not in product marketing? So I think, Maria, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I don't know. There's this multimedia thing to you. Uh, that's the aura I'm getting, aura and vibe. My vibe <laughs> haven't failed me so far. I've been winning just based off of the vibe that I'm getting from our guests. So I could see you maybe like doing a talk show on a radio or even TV, but something in multimedia. So multimedia talk show host. I don't know how far off I am. I'm going to guess because, and this is, this is because you're in product marketing and product marketing, it's like a thinky territory that you would be some sort of author, like someone who writes thinky things. Does that make sense? Like a, maybe like an opinion piece article in like the New York Times or something, you know, like someone who is known for their thought pieces, yeah. writing wow. stuff. I- or a children's <laughs> book author or something. Oh, children's book <laughs> Thank you. Are yeah. you helping me win, Maria? I am are helping you. you. Yeah. Are you sabotaging me? No, no, I'm, I'm helping 100%. Okay. To God. All right, Dean, who's, who's more right? Well, I have to say my children's book authorship uh, skills have gotten much better recently. No, no, not because I wrote anything, but just because I, I have a... <laughs> We're like, oh, what's the title? <laughs> I just have a, a, a young one at home. Um, but I guess um, Maria would be closer. I don't know. It's it's, it's something that's... <laughs> I don't see myself too... I think you, you give me too much credit with those uh, with those great uh, professions. If if I wasn't in, in in product marketing, I think I would have done something completely different. Um, yeah, so like I, what? I have a fantasy uh, to be a diving instructor in oh. an island somewhere. You know, just be in the sea. That's uh, maybe one day. That's cool. You know. That's cool. We, I would have never thought of that. that. But I don't know. Does that, yeah. that mean that Maria won? Diana? I don't know. You have to pick. Well, I already picked. You sorry. have to pick. Maria is my pick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank so, Dean, like, I haven't won yet, like, in 2023. Oh, my God. <laughs> now I feel bad. We'll just call this one we'll yeah, here. You should feel bad. We- at this point in the year, we know who the winner is. You have three months left. There's no way you could catch up. So we can just, you can no, crown. I know. We're not even recording in November and December. Yeah. You can crown, <laughs> exactly. You can crown me at Cyber Marketing Con. I'll expect my crown and I'll prepare a speech and all of that. So, you know, I think originally, I think last year, and we didn't, we didn't finish this, but I think last year we said the winner. The loser would put a giant cardboard cutout of the winner behind them. <laughs> I might have to go to cardboardcutout.com or whatever. Oh my gosh. I think you should and we I think you should do like a lightning round in in cybersecurity marketing con, you know, just to bring some action to the game. Maybe, you know there you go. things can change. We'll do yeah. it. It'll be like a buzzer and stuff. It'll be like high energy. We'll have like briefcases with money in them yeah (laughs) this is your hail mary (laughs) well dean thank you so much for being on the show today where can people find you if they want to learn more about entitle or about dean pierre Uh, linkedin is the best way to go awesome 
Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Dean, for being on the show today. Um, as usual, there is a new episode that drops every Wednesday. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get alerted. And don't forget to give us as many stars as possible and share with your colleagues that also work in cyber marketing or your friends and family and neighbors, everyone that could uh, have fun listening to us. Thanks for joining. Thank you very much.